a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This morning, there was a pretty big airplane parked at the Salt Lake City International Airport. A Boeing, a Boeing what? Uh, one of the big ones, the big giant, big giant Boeings, seven something, I'm sure, uh, across the side, Dreamlifter. It was parked here uh, as it delivered 500,000 masks to Utah students and teachers as this COVID-19 pandemic continues. And it's timely because... As you and I discussed just yesterday, the state school board has delivered to the governor's office, he has approved, a plan containing recommendations and requirements, which will be then distributed downward to school districts and individual schools. And all of those guidelines and recommendations are in an effort to uh, bring about a plan made public by August 1st by each district and school throughout the state of Utah on how to get Utah students back to learning with an emphasis on getting them back in the classroom. We've spoken to a number of individuals, uh, both, uh, you know, head shrinker types and uh, parents and such like that over the past few days that are emphasizing the absolute importance of the social learning that takes place at school. I'm not terribly far removed from my days in high school. I mean, it's been a little while. It's been a little while, but I do remember them very fondly. And the friendships I developed during those years, they they stay with me and continue today. And it would have broken my heart to be away from that even for uh, a few months, as has been the case uh, for Utah students. Now, to pull that off and to pull it off safely requires some tools. And tools often come with a price. And so there has been uh, a great effort undertaken by a number of organizations, uh, Boeing, Atlas Air, uh, HM Cole, Cotopaxi, Flexport, UPS, and the state of Utah to help uh, alleviate that burden, the burden of the expense of these, let's say, masks, as we look towards making and finalizing plans for the upcoming school year in the fall. Uh, what I want to do, oh, pr- producer Amy has helped me out. The Dreamlifter is a converted Boeing 747-400 large cargo aircraft. That's the the big one, the big giant one. You know, it looks like a normal plane uh, that got inflated a little bit. In the middle there? That's what arrived today, uh, delivering 500,000 masks. I wonder, this is a tangent, but what is the volume of 500,000 masks? You know the little ones, the little masks? 500,000 of them. Does it take a plane that size to deliver them? I don't know. Great statement uh, made 
nonetheless. So let me share with you now some of the comments that were made by the governor as he stood. Uh, great, great visual. <laughs> it was the governor there standing right in front of this giant, impressive Boeing Dreamlifter, the 747-400, a big giant cargo aircraft. He's standing on an impromptu stage there on the tarmac, flanked by a Utah state flag, a flag of the United States of America, and uh, <laughs> and on the lectern there, <laughs> a UPS sign. And I wonder, I wonder as, as all of those companies that I named a moment ago uh, negotiated and worked back and forth <laughs> to establish their uh, vis- visual prominence in this affair, I wonder who the negotiator was that pulled that off, getting UPS there front and center. Anyway, I digress. The governor from that UPS adorned lectern uh, shared a number of things. First and foremost, he discussed Utah's progress against the virus and used the airport as an example. If we're going to succeed in Utah, it really is going to be the collaborative spirit that we uniquely have here in Utah, working together, taking on individual responsibility. And again, this is an example of that happening here today. And it represents really two things as I was standing there thinking. One, it represents our efforts in a rational way to slow and stop the spread of the coronavirus. Secondly, I know we see these planes taking off and a little noisy here at the airport, which we probably understand. But that's the sound of commerce as we see our economics uh, opportunities expand now from where they've been in the past. I hope we have more planes. That sound you hear is the sound of commerce now opening up in our state and around the country. Well, there you have it from the governor, the sound of commerce. Sounds like a vacuum cleaner. No, it's an airplane. I shouldn't make fun. These are very serious topics. The governor from that lectern uh, in the shadow of that Boeing Dreamlifter, he continued and discussed the plans to open schools this fall. One of the most common questions I get as I get around the state is, is the public education system going to open up? We certainly plan on it happening with some modifications to, again, create a safe environment in our education system. Think back a few weeks. Uh, you and I here on this program, we spoke uh, with retired General uh, Jefferson Burton. He is heading up the, the day-to-day operations right now of the Utah Department of Health. And he and I had an opportunity to discuss the factors that go into decision-making, uh, the factors that go into like the tactical positioning and the way that we here uh, as members of this uh, great state, citizens of Utah, how we respond to this Uh, coronavirus under the direction of the Department of Health. And he said that there are a number of factors. And and I admired him for doing so. He he was very frank. He said there are certainly, first and foremost, the health considerations. But so, too, are there economic considerations. And, again, I I appreciate his frankness here. He uh, conceded that there are even political considerations to be made as we formulate our plans, at the state level at least, on how to combat this coronavirus. And the governor uh, talked a bit on that point, too, here at the airport this morning. He says that they knew there would be an increase in cases going forward, but that it's not the only factor they're looking at in the fight against the coronavirus. We expected when we opened up the economy and had less restrictions that there would be more interaction with people. And uh, that would, in fact, spike our infection rates. That was just kind of a normal thing. We're doing more testing, which also is a factor, but not the factor. And so, again... We just need to make sure that people understand we are not back to normal. We still have an emergency situation, and we need to be extra careful in how we conduct ourselves. Now that we're interfacing with more people like we're doing here today, we should have maybe more inclination to wear a mask to protect ourselves and to protect those around us. 
you and I have discussed a number of times uh, my feelings on the mask wearing, so I don't need to uh, go down that road again. But you better be wearing a mask when you're out, okay? Just please do it. Just do it, please. <sighs> Sorry. You've heard of that governor out in New York, right, Cuomo? Well, he very recently put in place uh, a quarantine order for all those travelers coming in from a number of states across the country that have seen a recent uptick in positive coronavirus cases, including the great state of Utah. Well, when he was making that address, when he first made that announcement, we, we played these clips here on the air, and he, he spoke very disparagingly of some of the states in his list to include Utah. He said, he said something along the lines of, hey, uh, listen, uh, I, here in New York, you know, people called me a tyrant and uh, people have been very upset with me as I have closed down everything and forced people not even to take one step. And it's, uh, uh, we've done very well here. And I would like to just say uh, and ask my uh, fellow governors from other states, in particular out west, where uh, they are seeing an incredible spike and uh, experiencing numbers way beyond any rates that we saw here in the, uh, the, the, what, what, the Empire State of uh, New York. Uh, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second, Governor Cuomo. Our governor, Governor Gary Herbert, today at the airport, he had this to say as he discussed how the state is doing, especially when it comes to our mortality rate. We've done a pretty good job. We have some red flags out there that we're concerned about. But today, I'll just emphasize the mortality rate in Utah is less than 1%. That's the lowest in the nation. Our unemployment rate right now today is 8.5% the second lowest in the nation. So as we try to balance uh, public safety and our economy continues to function, which is an important part of our uh, protecting our livelihoods and having people, uh, in fact, feel secure. Yeah, don't disparage us, okay, Cuomo? All right? It's bad enough that I, me, Lee Lonsberry, it's bad enough I had to cancel a trip to see some family of mine because of your quarantines. We're doing okay. Leave us alone. You heard the governor there. Our mortality rate is uh, lower than anywhere in the country. That is a good measure of how we are doing. While, yes, the case numbers are spiking, we are keeping that mortality rate low. That is a credit to our collective health here as, as Utahns. It is also a credit to the fine men and women who work in the health care field, keeping those who are so sick alive. Grand County, as you know, has sent a request, just like Summit in Salt Lake County, to mandate or to at least to have the authority, the health jurisdiction there, to have the authority to mandate the use of masks. The governor discussed how they'll deal with that request this morning. We have another county uh, that's asked us if they can be allowed to make it mandatory to wear a mask in their county. That's Grand County down Moab Way. Uh, We've granted that permission to uh, Summit County and Salt Lake County. That is the process, the ability for local governments to say what is best for our region of our state. They know best uh, what the impacts of this uh, coronavirus are on their local community and probably what needs to be done uh, to help stop the spread. All right, very good. So that's the update from the governor uh, at the airport this morning. Uh, Sid Sid Dixon, Utah State Superintendent, also spoke. I don't have time to share with you her full comments, but I'll let you know that she did discuss the importance of returning to school. That point uh, from the American Academy of Pediatricians I shared with you just yesterday, that the the mental well-being of these students has to be considered, and it is impacted greatly. It is impacted greatly when they are not able to uh, socialize and interact with their peers. 
And that's one of the uh, emphasis, uh, one of the priorities as these plans are being formulated for what is to happen in the classroom this coming fall. Anyway, I need to take a break from this. We're going to step away for just a moment. And when we come back, we're going to turn our attention to the first district race. There were four competitors. Two have stepped aside. That leaves Blake Moore and Bob Stevenson, who are the front runners right now, neck and neck. The highest of likelihoods is that one of these two men will be the next congressman from Utah's first district. We'll speak to them next, starting with Blake Moore ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.